everyone, and welcome to episode 237 of the Pixels Inc. podcast. I am your host, Cody Arm. I punched my microphone, but everything is A-OK. Joining me here is our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, Brendan? I'm a little tired today for some reason. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I could go into my weird sleeping pattern from this week that you've heard yeah, all about. It's been weird. <laughs> but uh, also joining us, the return of our movie expert, Phil Brown. Mm, that's right. Yes, I wasn't in here last week. Was yeah, I? we had Jordan replace you. Whoopsie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, he was very tame. Mm, yeah, shocking. he executed well. Yeah. I have no... For once, he... I mean, the podcast went for like one hour 20, but yeah. beyond that, it was fine. Oh, oh, wait, no, there was that whole, like, you started talking about, like, Hitler versus Stalin thing. Yeah, and then I was like, nope, we're not doing that now. <laughs> That's unnecessary. Forgot about that. Was he, was he here in person or via no. Skype? Uh, via Skype. Skype. Well, that would be why it was a little bit more politic. Yeah. <laughs> beyond that horrible, horrible analogy. <laughs> well, okay, not to, like, dig up old things. He was trying to compare that this comedian said that and no one said anything, but PewDiePie did something that wasn't as bad as what the other guy said, but uh, he's getting lambasted. That was kind of i think sort of the sure. idea i think but i don't think if, if he was trying to defend pootie pie i don't think he's doing him any favors by using hitler he's not actually as bad as he said like, <laughs> oh, yeah he's more like stalin <laughs> <laughs> no it was uh it was bad i, I put yeah. a kibosh on that but yeah, I, I, yeah that was the right choice that was, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. he also yeah it was, it was, no. he also made it really easy to segue into mel gibson's uh yeah mm-hmm. direct uh possibly directing suicide squad too so yeah, oh, yeah i forgot about that <laughs> um anyway we Which got I, d- I doubt i doubt he'll do that yeah. maybe trying to offer it to him but i can't see you know what i'd be interested especially after his mm. comments about comic book movies and how they handle violence it would be mm. interesting to see someone who believes he handles violence so tastefully um yeah. superhero movie. he doesn't he doesn't handle it tastefully at all yeah well he's at least like uh, it, it, I his mean, violence does is used more for effect like i i, I like passion I, the crisis hello yeah, I know it's yeah, well, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Like his violence is incredibly over the top, but I can get his argument in that like he presents violence as ugly. Sure, and so that's and there is uh, something to be said for like ugly violence being more um, uh, um, <clears throat> ugly violence being uh, better to put out okay, into yeah. the world than like violence that's more fun. Yeah. However, is a Suicide Squad sequel the place to explore that theory of violence? <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm not 100 percent convinced about that. You know what? I think he'd actually do a pretty good job with Batman. No. Especially this new Batman that goes around branding people. Mm -hmm. I I don't feel we need to do that. I I really feel we can not do that. The world would be actually an okay place. I just Imagine him doing like a Killing Joke live rendition. I don't necessarily want to see that. I just can't imagine that he would actually do it. I don't think that. I I just can't imagine that superheroes interest him. Yeah, maybe. The thing with superheroes is that they're like... When done right, there's a lot of really interesting content to sift through. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, I just think like generationally, it just doesn't really seem. Like yeah, probably. Thing no, he's interested. I, in. I can't see Mel Gibson being especially like, yeah. Suicide Squad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm but kind of amazed at making a second no, one. Maybe he's just a real big crazy. fan of Jared Leto. It's possible. No, he's not. I don't think that. He really all. likes Thirty Seconds to Mars. Is that the band he's in? Yeah, that's yep. the band he's in. It's yeah, not very maybe good. Just really likes it. No, they're mm. awesome. What are you talking about? I feel you're wrong. I was a teenager in the mid 2000s so yeah it's no excuse no i was a little emo kid so i was a a teenager (laughs) in the 90s that doesn't mean that i was like a backstreet boys fanatic you know what i mean 
I could see you doing that. No. Yeah. No, didn't do that. You probably liked Smashing Pumpkins, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with Smashing Pumpkins? They're the My Chemical Romance of their generation. Uh, Okay. I mean, like, in terms of tone, in terms of, like, emo-ness, sure. But in terms of, like, musicianship? You know, uh, Billy Corgan used to run a wrestling promotion. Oh, I then do, he got, actually, yeah. He got, he got ousted and is now in a... Cur- I don't know if he's still in a legal battle with it, but he's... He, there was a big thing. This he sounds, was on Twitter yeah. this sounds really dumb. yelling at it. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I do remember. Because he made everything very, very public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As is his want. <laughs> this sounds really dumb. Well, you know what's dumb? Today's, or this week's gaming news. Yeah, okay. I mean, it wasn't that dumb. It was kind of cool. Futurama's getting a game. Uh, it's a mobile game. Yep. But Matt Groening... And David X. Cohen are going to be involved in some capacity. I, I could see them like writing one script for the intro sequence and be done with it. I mean, it's nice to see new Futurama. Regardless. Uh, sure. Haters. Yeah. Haters, haters, haters. That's, that's they call it, I have my hater membership card. I'm good <laughs> with that. I like Futurama. Yeah, I do too. And I don't necessarily want a mobile game of it because I'm never going to play it. I mean, it would be nice, especially like going on... Um, like Reddit and seeing what some people are saying about that, it would be nicer if there was a full-fledged like video game for I it. I don't but want that either. Would would that sell? I don't think so. I'm Futurama was good because of comedic timing. It doesn't work if you're the one finding that comedic comedy doesn't work in games all that well. That's kind of the big thing. South Park says hello. Uh, yeah. Conquers bad for a day. That that's mm-hmm. not a good example. Sam and Max. That, that was a good example. That, yeah. That's fair. But yeah. that, that was an adventure game, so it really had a very locked-in yeah, time. Yeah, they're more story-based. Grand Theft yeah. Auto. South Park as well. Eh, yeah. yeah. But those, are vignette, those, again, are like cutscenes. The actual gameplay isn't funny. It's the cutscenes that would be funny. Like, your gameplay is just you being a horrible person running people over with a car and stuff like that. So I don't know if that, I don't I think don't that's that funny. I'm just saying, I think there is a place for comedy in games. I do, too. I, I do, too. I just don't think the comedy from Futurama makes sense in a game. Much like I didn't think the, I liked the Ghostbusters game, I didn't think the humor worked very well. I never played it. I heard it was very all right, and I wanted to try it. I, li- I like it, but, yeah, it was not as funny no. as w- one would have hoped no. the Ghostbusters revival would be. But it was definitely a fun game. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it, yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. I'll check it out still. It's I have it. If you want to borrow it, you're welcome to. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, aside from that, uh, this is kind of cool. Uh, gummy. I feel you should move the pillow from the, the mic. The pillow didn't hit the microphone. I hit my microphone. Then you should probably push the microphone away from you a little bit. That's there. a little noisy. It's because the microphone is on. Stop, stop that. Okay, well, it's not my fault. The microphone's on a stand. That's not. Um, I feel it's not too waiting to one side. Yeah, whatever. It's all, be, it's all good. Anyway. We'll blame Cody. Um, was it making a tap? Yeah. A tap tap? Yep. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, uh, Gummy Inc. and SNK are doing another collaboration for um, something with Brave Frontier and King of Fighters. So, Yay. Um, Brave Frontier is fun. I, I played it once. Sure. It's like one of those weird um, like anime Final Fantasy-looking type right. RPGs sure. on mobile. Yeah. And King of Fighters is King of Fighters. It's awesome. Like So that's... That's kind of cool. I'm happy. Um, this one's kind of cool that you guys might like. Uh, Mass Effect is joining Cards Against Humanity. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a bizarre combination. Totally Evable Aliens was one of the cards they revealed. Okay. And um, the other one was just Mass Effect and semicolon blank. Space races. Hot lettuce. 
Mm-hmm. Either way, it's space a, races. It's yeah. also like a dollar to buy it. Right. So you want to go buy it? You just go to the uh, URL and uh, pay a dollar and shipping, and you got it. You back of the card. The URL Yay. is totally effable aliens. Yep. Uh, but it's not effable. It's the whole word. Yeah. Right. Dot com. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of cool. I, 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 I pick it up. I did. I did pick it up. Yeah. But is because it out yet, or is it like you buy it online and they send it to you? Yeah, but like, is it done, or is it like I okay? Feel, I feel uh, it's like done. In July, you can get it. No, I feel it's done. Oh, okay. I feel like gonna be sending them out. Um, speaking of things people care about, apparently everyone really cares about the troll and I. It's coming to the yeah. switch. Yeah, I don't know why, but that's happening. Yeah, I think that's the end of the news story, though. What? That's it. I don't. That's know the news stories. People just yeah. care about it. I just wrote a bunch of things down, so I'm just yeah, that's, plowing that's through. Yeah. Um, this one's interesting. Uh, Crystal Dynamics is. Uh, they just moved to a new facility. Yep. Uh, that has it has like a dailies room and like a bunch of soundproofed rooms, and they can do a lot more stuff in house so now. So a game studio, you mean? Yeah, but it's more high tech apparently. Okay. Uh, it's, they can do more. But the big thing is uh, they're going on a huge hiring spree as well. So Crystal yeah. Dynamics, they're uh, the Tomb developers Raiders. behind Tomb Raider. Um, they are currently signed on to do that new Avengers project okay. that was announced. So I think that probably has to do with the big hiring spree. I imagine so, yeah. yeah um, that makes sense. But, I mean, Square Enix is making bank. They, they just announced uh, a new studio as well that's going to be working on a new RPG. And it's headed by uh, the former producer of a bunch of the Tales games. So... They, um, I guess, twenty sixteen was a good year for them, and they're they're trying to extend that into the future. Cool, I'm down with getting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, on a, on a bit of a sadder note, uh, former president of Nintendo of America, Alan Stone, uh, passed away. That is very this sad. Week, mm-hmm. uh, at the age of seventy one. Well, he but, wasn't uh, young. Yeah, but I mean, it's still a very influential force in oh, the yeah. video game industry and uh, he influenced much of what we consider the modern day Nintendo yeah uh, Nintendo America they did a lot back in the the early 80s yeah um, before so. the uh, before Reggie was in there and all that yeah exactly I mean I miss it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be sad but um, now there's one thing that I meant to talk about last week okay I'm gonna bring it up now sure so Nintendo announced a, I think it was last week, at least maybe it was this week. Uh, Nintendo announced uh, an expansion pack for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes, yes they did. Uh, or expansion pass, sorry, not pack. Uh, so this is three bits of DLC spread across the, the rest of the year. And in one of the DLCs mm-hmm. is a hard mode. Nintendo wants you to pay for a difficulty mode. Now, it's been done before, and I should say, yeah. when Last of Us did it, it was stupid. Shame on you, Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. And when Metro Last Light did it, it was stupid. Shame on you. Um, and this is stupid, too. You shouldn't charge for a difficulty mode. And you there is always the, well, don't buy it. But here's the thing. If you want the other DLC, mm-hmm. you have to buy the whole expansion pass because you can't pick and choose. You can't, yeah. pick, you can't buy individual DLC packs. So... I think it's dumb, unless it's going to be like a Master Quest thing like they did with Ocarina yeah. of Time. Then I can see it being worth it, but without that, um, that's just skeezy. Yeah. Especially for a company that's just still sort of learning how to do DLC. 
Yeah, they've really not been good with the VLC. Like, uh, well, Splatoon's been supported really well. Uh, that 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 should be said. They've done a really good job keeping Splatoon regularly updated. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and even Smash Bros has been fine for its DLC. It's just this is so. Oh, I feel dirty. Like I need a mm-hmm. shower after hearing about that, uh, especially when everything's going so well for them right now. There's a lot of excitement around them, and then this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's kind of gross. Yeah, it's lame. But I guess that proves that they are committed to play like the big boys. If they're charging uh, yeah, for gratuitous so. DLC. Yeah. I mean, if they want to play like the big boys, then they need hardware to back it up. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know about. <laughs> it, it, you don't see a lot of um, like mobile developers doing that, for instance. Mobile developers? Mobile developers do uh, in-game ads and things like that, but I mean, they don't charge for difficulty. No, but they no, do. No. But they do charge gratuitous amounts for content for free games, though, which is pretty well the same thing. You don't I guess see it with true. a lot of like games that you don't uh, that you pay already for. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's that true. Yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but that's how they have to make their money back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when we release a free game, you have to find a way to make money with that said yeah. game. So, but uh, yeah, a little gross, a little gross, gross, Nintendo. Yep, not gonna lie, that's a little bit gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my game news. All right, movie news. Movie news. Yay! All right, so first up, uh, hot off the press today, but old news. Well, yesterday. Um, is that uh, Matt Reeves, the director of Cloverfield and Let Me In, and the two most re- the most recent Planet of the Apes and upcoming Planet of the Apes movies, has been officially hired to direct the Batman movie. That's kind of cool, Ben Affleck. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm actually quite a big fan of him. I think he's underrated, and um, he uh, most importantly, um, like he came into the last Planet of the Apes movie really, really late and was able to pull everything together and do something uh, really good. So that's kind of the most important skill that whoever's taking over this Batman movie needs. So that's good. But also he just has a good sense of tone. He knows how to go dark without being brutal. And uh, I don't know. I'm very, you know, and as... I'm actually more enthused for this than with Affleck directing it. Yeah. Is Affleck still... Because I know there was that rumor that he wanted out of all the Batman. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there that rumor is still going around, and basically he has only contracted to play Batman through this movie, so oh. it pretty well all comes down to how this one goes. So if there's another sad Batman, he's yeah. Gonna... If he's not into it, then this will probably be his last outing as Batman. But he's still writing it, as far as I know, because um, they're still working with the script that they had. I'm as- assuming that script will go through changes. Matt Reeves generally is yeah, yeah. a writer as well, um, but. Um, so he'll still be heavily involved, just not directing, which is for the best. If that's the case, though, if, if Ben Affleck ends up like backing out, mm. that's got to say something about how WB's handling um, the creative. Almost definitely for for that series, or for not just that series, the whole DC. Oh movie. yeah, I mean they've gone through like five directors for that Flash movie already. Like it's ridiculous. Like, and speaking of which, on? there was another story that's funny about that is they just announced today that Chris McKay, director of the Lego Batman movie, will now be doing a Nightwing movie. That's kind of neat. Like well, Lego Nightwing or just Nightwing? No, just Nightwing. Oh, that's so kind of cool. Well, I like Nightwing, except that, like, how is that going to work? Because there's only one Robin established, and he's dead, so that can't be Nightwing. Yeah, that's kind of So weird. is they going to, like, introduce that in the Batman? And if so, why wasn't Nightwing mentioned any time before now? It's very conf- It seems like very confusing retconning. Um, yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, and I, just, like, desperation to get another when, Batman When would title Nightwing needed, like, needed? When would Nightwing have needed to 
show up in Batman vs Superman. Well, I mean, you know, given that uh, Batman was going through the tremendous struggle of fighting Superman, he may have called yeah. on his buddy to help out. Maybe, <laughs> but then, but then that makes Batman a little, a little B. But that's kind of the point <laughs> of like playing with a Batman world where he has the Bat family, right? Is that he he has these people he can depend upon when he needs help. Yeah, I guess Like, so. say, fighting Superman. Maybe Batman just wanted to fight him one-on-one. I mean, I guess, but... It was, that was totally, like, a macho thing, though. Like, it all started because, like, Superman, like, stepped on his car and told him to stop, and he's like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's... It just, it just seems confusing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Nightwing plays a crucial role in the Batman, and it'll all make sense that there's a new one, a, a Nightwing movie coming after that. Who knows? But it just, to me, seems like, you know... They can't, they can't seem to crack this Flash movie, so they're just going to do another Batman-related movie instead. Yeah, I can and see I'd be I'd be into it if like the Nightwing movie were the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character from the Nolan yeah. movies, and then that would be a way of like returning to that universe from a different perspective. But now is what was the other? Uh, is Aquaman still happening? Is oh yeah okay. James Wan's still cranking away on that. What about when's Wonder Woman coming out? Oh, Wonder Woman's coming out this summer. Is it actually? It's okay? done. Yeah, oh, wow. it's done. So. Um, yeah. I'm very okay with there never being a Flash movie, though. Not because I don't like the Flash. Mm-hmm. I just can't ever see it translating onto the big screen well enough That's to make it worthwhile. It's weird they have a Flash TV show and then a Flash movie at the same time that are unrelated the, to each the other. The TV show's garbage, too, and I wouldn't, that wouldn't put my hopes up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bizarre. All right. Next up. Um, yeah, this was a weird one. So uh, Martin Scorsese has been trying to make a uh, this gangster movie called The Irishman with Robert De Niro for yeah, years. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, and he just this week announced that Netflix is going to fund it, Yeah, um, which is a big deal for a couple of reasons. Number one, Martin Scorsese is like, one of the biggest proponents for A, celluloid, and B, theatrical presentation. Yeah. So I feel like he must feel like he signed his soul away to the devil on a little bit. The other thing is that this movie is budgeted $100 million. What? So Netflix is throwing $100 million oh, in this movie. Oh, my God. Now, from what I've understood, yeah, I, and I guess a big part of that is that like it's a, it's going to be a big epic taking place over decades. It's about this famous uh, mob hitman who supposedly is the guy that took out Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. And I, I guess a big reason for the budget is that it's supposed to take place over a lifetime and they want to de-age De Niro for most of the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Which would be cool for sure. But, um, and like every like Pacino and Joe Pesci are supposed to be in it as well. Oh, they too will be, be awesome. de-aged, which will be really cool to see. So they're going to use computer de-aging? Or? Yeah, totally. So oh, it'll weird. be like they'll be like themselves in the 70s looking like the 70s. That's kind of weird. Like somewhere the in the 90s. The problem is yeah. just every time you get De Niro and Pacino together now, it's just they don't care well i mean you one would hope that scorsese might help with that right like this isn't like righteous kill where it's clearly a paycheck situation or dirty grandpa or whatever (laughs) but um but uh they so yeah so it's gonna be a hundred million dollar production apparently like netflix will be financing it but they're gonna look for a partner for theatrical distribution uh a to make it qualify for awards because they had uh, movie uh, last year with Idris Elba called uh, Beasts of... I want to say Beasts of the Southern Wild, but that's not it. That's a completely different movie. It was set in South Africa. And anyway, he Idris Elba was incredible for it, and everyone considered him a frontrunner for awards, but then because it debuted on Netflix simultaneously to theatrical, the Academy viewed that as that's breaking their rules because the rules that it has to play theatrically. So what's interesting about this is, like, they're committed to putting this out theatrically trying to get awards, but more importantly, like, it's not like they're... If they're spending $100 million on it, I doubt they're just going to dump it in a weekend to qualify and then throw it straight to Netflix. Yeah. So no kidding. They're going to try and put it in theaters and try to 
recoup some costs before they go before they have their exclusive rights for releasing it for um having it on netflix and yada 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 i say all that to say this which is that what's interesting about that is that if this works netflix could become a movie studio yeah that could be neat which would be an intriguing development for them because essentially they could fund whatever they want um because they will have the movie as a netflix exclusive forever and then also put it in theaters not really caring how much that's true yeah which would be i don't know i'm intrigued to see it that would that could be really interesting that could be, that a, could game be a real game change almost, situation yeah because yeah. that could they could be kind of like a, a renegade studio movie studio um so i mean like obviously there's more to it than that like there are uh theatrical movie marketing costs a fortune especially if you want to make hundred million dollars back i mean if you don't care what it does you just kind of throw it out there and if it does well woo yeah yeah yeah, totally but i feel like if they're gonna like spend a hundred million dollars on a movie they want to try and make that oh yeah no kidding so like then they'd be partnering with studios and studios would just be covering marketing but not budget with the understanding that like as soon as it's out of theaters my netflix i mean it's yeah. just a compelling thing that could happen i also don't think netflix really is afraid of losing a bit of money no they seem to be doing fine in the money department yeah. but if like they have another revenue stream on the stream. That's like that's yeah. not a problem, right? Exactly. So um, yeah, it's just I'm really curious to see how that will go. I'm also curious to see what they'll, who they'll be able to partner with for theatrical because both the um, both the the movie studios and the uh, more importantly the theater owners are not super thrilled about Netflix. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd be curious who was even going to be willing to partner with them. But anyway, it was just a weird thing, and ultimately I'm super excited and can't wait. All right, next up, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, they revealed this week, had uh, major action scenes all filmed in IMAX. That's so kind of neat. That's I great. also read that uh, someone associated, I can't remember who it was with the movie, said that Jedi is actually plural. Yeah, I've heard so a lot of people it's mention not, that. it's not talking about one singular last jedi it's the last jedi's yeah i i assume that yeah. right from the start oh, i didn't yeah. know yeah anyway go on sorry yeah no problem <laughs> no problem um yeah so no it's just, it's fine i've heard that so many people have that like i heard people have that in a conversation in a, in a coffee shop i heard really yeah i've heard that conversation that like time. blew my mind when i heard yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah. i never thought of it like that totally but anyway, um, I love that they did stuff in IMAX. That should be super fun. Um, apparently, IMAX and Disney did some sort of deal together. So now, like, almost all Disney blockbusters will have at least some sequences shot in IMAX. The Avengers movies being shot exclusively in IMAX. And then also all Disney movies will come out in IMAX. Neat. So there you go. All right. Next up. Um, uh, Sam Raimi is in talks to direct a Bermuda Triangle movie. And good Lord, I hope Neat. that happens. That could that be great. Be awesome. Yeah, yeah. That could be great. Um, so whoever's involved with that, please make that happen. Um, and then finally, uh, this one was one, this is technically a new story from last week, but I didn't get to talk about it and I want to, which is that, um, uh, David Gordon Green, um, who directed Pineapple Express yeah. and a bunch of art films huh? and Danny McBride, um, AKA Kenny Powers. Uh, they've been partners for a long time. They actually went to film school together and they, uh, pitched, um, a uh, a concept for a new Halloween that would be neither reboot nor, nor sequel, new Michael Myers movie, and uh, they got it, and they went. To How would it be neither a reboot or a sequel? Well, I I don't know. That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem to <laughs> I mean, make I guess sense. it'll probably be a sequel, um, but uh, I, I but I don't think it'll be like continuity based. Like, okay, it'll just be like it, it, Michael it won't Myers. Be, it won't be around. an origin story. It's just Michael Myers, new Halloween, and uh, they yeah no they've they're gonna 
they're going to write it together. David Gordon Green's going to direct it. And they went to John Carpenter, and John Carpenter said he loved their idea. It was the best he heard. He liked it so much that he might even be doing the score for them. He hasn't wow. decided yet. Neat. So I'm super excited. Yeah, they've said that they want to let everyone know right off the bat that this is not going to be funny. Yeah, yeah, they want people to know it's, it's not that they want to do a comedy. It's that they are genuinely love Halloween and they That's have fair. an idea for it that they've come up and they're going to do it. And I'm just excited that it's it's them doing it. That could yeah, yeah. be intriguing. So That's we'll pretty awesome. Yeah. Especially after um, Get Out just came out. Totally. Prominent comedy figure stepping into horror. Exactly. It'll be a new trend. Yeah, totally. Um, Get Out, a movie review we'll be talking about after the break. Ooh. Ooh, good segue. Thank you. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes, five bucks. Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can. Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMEG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Comic Bento. Get it now. And we are back. Thank you, Comic Bento, for letting us do that, that ad every week. <laughs> that, that same, same ad. ad. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ad we, need to, we, we need to record a new one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we say it all the time. We say that all the time, and then it never happens. We get lazy. Mm-hmm. Why do we get lazy? There's only so much time in a day. Mm. <laughs> Cody, that's lazy man talk right mm. there. <laughs> well, what are I'm, you doing about sleeping? You could be you could be recording bento ads at that point. <laughs> yeah, when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. I oh man, God, I've been having these like weird before we go into the movies. I've been having these like weird things where I'm, I get home, I pass out at like nine o'clock, I wake up at two or four depending oh that's not good and then i do something and then i go back to sleep for like an hour before i have to be up (laughs) that's awesome it's not good at all yeah you may want to rework that system i it's not intentional it just happened yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well you should start just finding a sweet seat you can sleep on on the subway because you go right to the end of the line right yeah i can probably do that little subway nap normally like because i take the uh we have in, in ontario we have a the go train yeah that actually stands for government of ontario i never knew that yeah um which which is like a super comfy train that goes into toronto and i usually have to take that too so yeah yeah i don't want to pass out around people but i'm starting to think maybe i'm gonna have to yeah just sleep on the subway yeah there's no shame in that i mean there's a little bit of shame but well there's a lot of shame but (laughs) (laughs) anyway You've, uh, you've, been, you've been watching some movies, I hear. I have. I have. Well, first of all, I wanted to talk, since I wasn't here last week, I really, really quickly want to talk about The Great Wall. Oh, Because yes. I actually like, liked it, and a lot of people didn't, so I wanted to defend it. Well, I think the thing is, a lot of people look at it as whitewashing. Yeah, which is ridiculous, because there's not a single scene in which Matt, Matt Damon's a hero in which there isn't an Asian woman next to him doing yeah. just as well. Well, that's a also thing wasn't it made by like the Chinese government? Yeah, that's the China. other thing is everyone keeps saying it's like oh it's a racist thing. It's like this is it's I think by the, Japan. The I important by China, sorry. The the important thing with that movie, um, I'm not gonna take a stance because yeah. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, I think the important thing is, uh, okay, there's one white guy. However, you look at the entire cast and crew. Yeah. Mm. Those aren't traditionally like Western European names that are showing up in the credits. No, it's a Chinese production. The um, the script was by. Hollywood writers, yeah, um, but and it is was written in English. But I mean, here's the thing: is that the uh, the Chinese film industry 
they produce m- these massive epics. Yeah. And they do extraordinarily well everywhere in the world other than North America. Like last year, there was a movie called The Mermaid by Stephen Chow who made Kung Fu Hustle okay. that made, I think, somewhere in the range of $700 million. Wow. I didn't um, even hear about it. It didn't even make, I don't even think it made a million dollars in North America. Why? Because why it just, they, they just don't get released here because they have subtitles. So uh, therefore, the, the. I don't uh, want to read. Exactly. So, like, the reason Matt Damon's starring in this movie is it allows the Chinese film industry to show off what they're capable of mm-hmm. and actually make some money here. It wasn't yeah. a giant hit here, but just by virtue of the fact that it made $50 million, which would be considered a bomb if it only came out here, that's an extra $50 million Yeah. On did top it, did of it make like, its money back over? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the total gross is already somewhere like between three and four hundred. Three hundred. Oh, 400. So it's made, a, it's oh, made yeah, its money. So they've done well. Okay. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, and anyway, uh, I, you know, it is a big, dumb monster movie. Yeah. There are definitely flaws with it. Uh the main, the like most distracting element being, I, I like Matt Damon. I think he's even fine in the movie, but he has an accent that I have no idea. Like it's <laughs> it's Irish kinda is how I describe it, or Irish ish. Boston. Yeah, but like it's just bizarre. But even that doesn't make sense because he's supposed to be. Anyway, so um, the, it, I mean, it, in real life, he's Boston. Yeah. In yeah, this yeah, movie, yeah. who the hell knows? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, so it is. It is very dumb um and they, there are problems um so it's it's about little dragons attacking china. well it's basically yeah that that they're the 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 concept of the movie is the reason the great wall of china was built is that every 60 years these lizard monsters that are literal uh they're, they're literally represent uh a greed like okay. they even say that in the movie what it's not a, it's not a metaphor <laughs> they attack china so they built these the, the so wall to defend greed monsters against the greed <laughs> monsters that attack every 60 years and matt damon just gets caught up in the middle of it so and, and so it's very silly but it is and they've never thought of just like going around well, that's why they made the wall yeah but the it's, wall really big, it's a really big wall yeah, yeah it's a big one but it does end <laughs> yeah, but it's not know. the never-ending wall yeah, of yeah. China. <laughs> but um, it's uh, so it yeah, it's a pr- pretty silly plot. But um, it was directed by uh, Zhang Yimou, who did um, House of Flying Daggers and Hero. Okay, so he does very vi- Hero's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's visually like incredible, and they did now, some really fantastic things with it. In particular, my favorite was there's this there's this team of like women warriors in the in the Chinese army who. Um, you sort of stand out on these giant like spikes off the wall and they basically bungee jump down and stab the monsters with spears and then bounce back up and balletically land on their feet and grab a new spear and jump back down. Oh, that's no, cool. no, so it's no. stuff like that. That's now I have to ask you, is this one as propagandistic as Hero and the other things he's done? Um, it's not... Because Hero's uh, basically like, isn't China amazing? Pretty much. I mean, like, unfortunately, that's just kind of how these giant Chinese productions work. That's kind of the, they the, have government. The, the state pub funds state them. finance. It's not as bad as some of them have been. Well, um, basically, if you don't follow the state, you're a horrible person. Pretty well. And like the only, <laughs> and, and like as much as the whitewashing thing's been a controversy, a lot of people have said that it's it's racism that like the Chinese did build the wall to keep up the Mongolians yeah. who in this movie have been turned into giant greed monsters <laughs> which kind of that is a bit racist certainly but um, so there's that never looked at it like that yeah, so, there's, so there's that but um, beyond that uh, is just like as a depoliticized big wacky ancient monster movie yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun with it and I think it's worth seeing in a theater so I just wanted to get my two cents in on that. Now, this week, uh, the big movie is Get Out by uh, Jordan Peele from Key and, P- Key and Peele. And uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, 
It's about a uh, interracial couple uh, who are going to visit uh, her white family for the first time, Spooky. and they're isolated home in the in the country. So he's obviously very nervous about the whole yeah. thing. They get there, and at first it's just like really kind of funny, uh, like awkwardly funny, like uh, you know. Uh, it, well-meaning racism, I guess yeah. you describe it. Like, the guy says, like, I would have voted for Obama for a third term if I could, and yeah. keeps, like, people keep being like, oh, you great strong arms and all that stuff. So it's just him feeling very uncomfortable and put upon. And then there are also these uh, servants in the house who are sort of creepily sedated, and eventually it sort of grows into a kind of Stepford Wives type situation, but racialized as opposed to oh, weird. in gender discrimination. Now, um, yeah, I don't want to get into more than that because it's actually quite clever what he's done, what the answer to the mystery is, and actually sort of it presents itself as being a certain type of racial of racial uh, satire on race re- relations, mm. and it does that long enough that that's still there and well stated. But then it kind of, as the movie goes on, the the twist kind of thematically works in addition to being a narrative twist. Mm. It sort of suggests something deeper as a, a different, you know another type of racism that we don't necessarily consider racism which is very which was very intriguing um i thought uh jordan peele did a fantastic job yeah it's, uh very well written very well directed it feel it like <clears throat> it is very on the nose in its commentary but that's kind of like it is a horror movie too like that's how this is works. it actually a horror movie oh yeah okay. well, like a horror thriller okay it's sort of on the line i mean like it is very much in the school of like the stepford wives or they live even. okay Something like that's like body snatchers type thing. Yeah, body yeah. snatchers is a perfect example. So it, yeah, a sort of like intelligent, uh, in, in intelligent metaphor on race relations, um, but delivered through a genuinely very tense and very entertaining awesome. ride. Uh, he does a great job directing. Is it, it. actually because f- uh, usually that he directs or works on only comedy? Is there any yeah. comedy in there? Oh or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is like uh, like they live or like those movies that yeah. we just mentioned. Um, well, specifically, they live in Stepford Wise. Like those are satires. Yeah, yeah. they're just presented as Horror. genre. Yeah. So um, I like if. Like ultimately, if this were to be classified as something, it would be a satire. That's mm. incredibly uncommercial, so it's easier to do it as a horror movie. I get you. So it is funny. Um, there's a lot of funny stuff in it. It's not. It's never as hysterical as his as the sketch stuff, yeah, obviously, yeah. because it's done to be more grounded and have a, more of an edge to it. Yeah. yeah. But it is definitely funny. Um, but it, it more along but along the lines of like American Werewolf in London, where like. When it's funny, it's funny. When it's scary, it's scary. Okay. Not like Evil Dead 2, where it's slapstick horror. Well, I'm, it's interesting, because this movie is, I think, one of the few movies that after all the critics have come out, it's sitting at a 100%. It's still at 100%. That's ridiculous. I know. But it doesn't surprise me, because it's sort of... It, it does... It, yeah, it, but but I mean, like, what I think it's important to always keep in mind with Run Tomatoes is it is an aggregator. Not yeah. A, so, like, 100% could mean everyone thought it was okay. That's, you know what I mean? It's positive. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, uh, like it, it, there are definitely problems with it. In particular, like, in the third act, there are some uh, pretty, contr- pretty contrived plot twists for the sake oh, okay. of, like, but mostly just for the sake of momentum, right? Mm. The sort of thing that you expect in that. that. And also, like, I do... The, the trailer doesn't give everything away, but it definitely gives too much away. Um, and that's frustrating. But overall, it is it is very strong. He, um, it definitely establishes Jordan Peele as a very talented filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And I also just appreciate that um, both uh, Bloomhouse and Universal were willing to get behind yeah. um, a movie like this that's this strong conceptually, and but also put it out on this wider release. Mm-hmm. And I hope it does well. I think it will. There's nothing else this weekend. Well, I mean, Bloomhouse usually is known for its 
cheap production budget. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they do. They basically, it's like the deal with Bloomhouse is like, you're only going to get five million dollars, but find a way to make it work with it. With that five million dollars, do whatever you want, which is a great way that's to do great, it. That's an awesome way. And to do it. it's nice that they embrace artists like yeah. this. Like and. Um, yeah, and they've done they've done very well. Like they did the the parent they started with the paranormal they started with the paranormal activity movies. They did the purge movies. Yeah. So they they do everything from like the most mainstream horror to something more obscure and artistic yeah, like yeah. this, and also just pure trash as well. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of what they do. This is one of the best things. Is Insidious been them so as well? Yep. Okay. So that, that so ended Conjuring too. Right? Pretty much like no, all not the Conjuring. Good the, ones. I thought that was a Blumhouse. Oh, no, that's Warner Brothers. <laughs> is it actually Warner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so most of the like really good horror movies. Yeah, pretty past, well like, all the good horror movies yeah. since uh, like 2007 when yeah. Paranormal Activity came out. No, they've done yeah, Sinister was them as well. Was um. Uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Them. Mm. I thought I saw their name there, but I could have been wrong because there's I, numerous production companies. I that honestly don't know, it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I've been I've been really impressed with them. This is one of the best things, and I also love that it's a Universal movie because Universal is, of course, the studio built on the backs of the Universal monsters. Yeah, so much it's so, great yeah. that they're still staying at the forefront of this. And um, yeah, it's just a really great time. Now, the the hundred percent thing I do. Yeah, want to reiterate the aggregator thing because yeah. I don't want th- this is th- this is a really good movie, but it's really good in that like it's it's a horror movie that works this well and it's mm. this clever. It is not the greatest movie ever made. If you That's go in being like scare the crap out of me, you better have everything to say about race <laughs> relations. You, you're gonna end up disappointed. Okay. It is very specific and fun, but I had a great time with it. Yeah, no, so yeah, my, the only problems like I said, there were a couple contrivances and also. Um, it felt to me, I mean, we'll see what happens when it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it felt to me like the climax the MPAA got their hands on. Because oh. there were a couple scenes that, like, they still have the impact that, like, people were yeah, cheering yeah. at the screening I was at and so forth, but, like, it just felt like there was, the money shot was missing. That makes sense. To put it that way. Right. But anyway, great time. Can't recommend it enough. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Mm, no, that's good. Do you want to talk about Logan at all? Uh, no, we should wait till next week because right. that's like the big movie for that's next fair. week, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Want to talk about anything? We can talk about a bit of the switch. So, I mean, we can we actually can do do that now. Yeah. Um. The switch came in the office finally. Yeah. And I got to play some of it. Uh, so I got to play. A, I'm reviewing it as well. Uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, I'm allowed to talk about that, right? This is going up tomorrow, so yes. Or today. It's going up today. Mm-hmm. Today, when the embargo lifts for the previews. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure how, like, what they, they, they consider. Just don't talk. Don't give out, uh, your final review on it. You're fine. Okay. Um, I mean, like, say. Like, I haven't gone far enough to actually give it a, there a you go. review That's score. Cool. So, um, I mean, I'm like, still I find it hard to believe you've gotten any further than you did at like the Nintendo event. You know I did I mean? oh, okay. uh, cool. a little bit. Um, I got to explore a little more than uh, than I, I did before. I got I got more into the ice area, and it's okay. kind of cool uh, for that one specific section because yeah. weather does play a factor, like Legend of Zelda always did. Um, you know, like you go into the ice area, or you, you need to go underwater. You need the yeah. water tunic to go on the inside Death Mountain. You need the fire tunic. Uh, obviously. There's not tunics in this yeah, one, yeah. Um, so I mean there might be. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I made know. a statement. I, I have I've played like maybe an hour, um, but uh, a cool a cool little thing that I noticed was um, to to stay alive in there. 
uh, I needed my fire with me because yeah, yeah. the fire kept me warm. And then there's like little spots where I can go and like set campfires up so that I can now, uh, Cody, warm up. Yes. Uh, how is now that you've actually held the hardware in your hand and you actually can, can play with it and actually take it apart and actually uh, played with the menu system? What's your thoughts so far? Okay, so the menu system's fine. Um, yeah, it's fine, very yeah. it's very streamlined. I think um, maybe other. Uh, console manufacturers, uh-huh. Microsoft, uh-huh. should take note about how to make a simple and easy interface that's mm-hmm. uh, not hard to navigate. Um, in terms of like the hardware itself, uh, like holding it, I didn't notice this last time I played, <laughs> but uh, the right Joy-Con is kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. As I say, cracking my thumb on my right hand because the whole time I was playing it, my thumb was scrunched because the Joy-Con is in a weird location. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that. No. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, like, I, like I said, I haven't played enough of anything to really uh, talk. I mean, not, intelligently about. Like, I, I did note, find it interesting that if you look at the system when we were first at the event, they had is in this harness. So you didn't get to see the full way it functions. Yeah. Uh, but it's it has a, a weight enough that it feels substantial. Yeah, it's it's it definitely. This is probably the best feeling console Nintendo's made since oh god I gotta say like the the, the GameCube almost yeah it, it feels um, very it feels well I also noticed the it pumps out heat so like it, like I was poo pooing this thing because I thought it would be powerful <laughs> enough but there is like a little at the top of the console you have a little vent where you can see the heat sink and all that so it is, yeah. it is pumping out heat so it, yeah. it, it feels like it's doing something yeah I think it well because it's it is no it's not for what it is no it's not it is a it, no, it's well it's it's not a tablet it's a tablet it's, it's stronger it's than a tablet no it's not that's why they have vents on it no that's not really stronger than a tablet okay so if it's the same power as a tablet why is it so hot because it's also smaller than most tablets no it's not yeah it's pretty small no, it's not. I have my tablet in my bag. It's around the same size. Yeah, but that's a small tablet. <laughs> I don't know. But it doesn't have my, my tablet doesn't have vents on it. Uh, no, because it's a really small tablet. Also, it's not as powerful. When I'm talking tablet, I'm talking the NVIDIA Shield type. So thing. when I say that, it's more powerful than a tablet. It's about as powerful as an iPad. Which doesn't have vents. Uh, they have a little... They have something. The iPad uh, Pros do. I don't know. Anyway... Um, it does get hot. I, I haven't. I, I didn't play it outside the dock as long as you did because I was doing the. Um, okay. Fair. I, I was doing videos so that we can. Yeah, yeah. We can show off a bit of Legend of Zelda, and um, you know, the more I play Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, yep. the more I'm I'm intrigued. The first time when I heard about it, it's going to be this huge open world thing. I was like, oh great, they want to be the Witcher, and I didn't like that. Um, but it's handled in a way that is still uniquely Legend of Zelda. And uh, I, I can't go into everything, obviously, but uh, there are certain points that are still a little bit unnerving, uh, which is something I've always really liked about Legend of Zelda. Uh, so that's pretty much all I have to say. I went to a nice area, and yeah. I got to try out the ice physics. I got to see unique enemies from that area, and um, it's pretty cool. Uh, is it, like... I think that's all I could really say. Um, yeah, about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm thinking the the switch could be, could be worthwhile. We'll see. Yeah. I also got to play this game. I forgot the name of it. Uh, so I went away for the weekend, and before I went away, 
um, a news story came out that we didn't end up publishing because they never got back to me about anything for it. Mm. Um, well, I, I, they, they announced a game called Gunpie. Okay. Uh, and it's developed by Nexon. I'm going to turn it on by accident. I didn't mean to do that, so you're going to hear something. I'm going to try to turn my media down. Um, and it's like an on-rail shooter. Okay. Designed for smart devices. And it's not bad. Oh, it's right. kind of fun. It's uh, imagine um, House of the Dead. House of the Dead. Okay. Yeah, uh, but instead of zombies, you have ancient uh, like mummies and things like that. Cool. Yeah, I do still cool. like on rail shooters. I have to admit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I'm really hoping that with this new uh, you know wave of VR, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. we can see kind of like when when the Wii came out, you had that wave of light gun shooters mm-hmm. yeah, that, was that would be pretty cool to see happen again mm-hmm. um not gonna hold my breath but no i mean like i'm not you know the, it, a lot of it's nostalgia yeah that, I mean, it appeals to me but i just do think it's fun and satisfying. Fun. yeah i, really I mean do. there is a little bit of um that special something taken away because you're not investing like yeah, yeah. money in it and it just becomes mm. easy yeah uh because you there's no consequences to your actions i'm yeah. sure there's gonna be microtransactions to continue as i uh, well mm-hmm. maybe uh but like i'm just talking about like more recent offerings yeah, yeah. i've played in that genre but yeah i do i do like a good like gun shooter every once That's in a fair. while mm. i'm not gonna judge you too harshly for that mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah i really haven't i haven't played much aside from that okay well we could wrap up there it's a pretty good pretty good length right there cool i mean that's this feels like a really short podcast. Thanks like for listening. 45 minutes. Thanks Not for bad. listening, everyone, to this condensed version of the Pixels Link podcast. That's condensed. I hate to see what long is. Probably what last Checking week was. last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. For more content like this, don't forget to check out cgmagonline.com, where we have Bill's review for both Great Wall and mm-hmm. Get Out. Yeah. And Logan. Yeah. Probably by the time this comes up, Logan will be up. Yeah. Because... Obviously, there's a live podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know it's uh, already there. Yeah. yeah. It's already mm-hmm. <laughs> What's not there, depending on the situation. <laughs> it's either there or not there because this is happening right now when we put it up or not put it up. Um, but yeah, and you can check out my previews for the Switch. They'll be coming yeah. up soon, um, along with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and 1 2 Switch. Mm-hmm. And there's other stuff. There's anatomy of a superhero, of an antihero. Yes, that was actually pretty cool. One of our comic book experts, Boyd Reynolds, kind of picked apart common similarities that you see across the board with superheroes. And yeah, yeah. Uh, never real or antiheroes. My bad. Never realized how similar they all are. Um, but that's kind of cool. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff. We put news up every day. You should go check that out. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/comicsgamingmagazine. We're on YouTube at cgmagonline and. We're on Twitter at CGMagOnline. I'm on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. Brennan. BeefRy26. And Phil. At that Phil Brown. And with that, we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. 